Welcome to the Wedding Guest Extraordinaire podcast with me, Sarah Southern. Join me each week as I talk everything weddings, taking you from engagement to honeymoon, making sure that you really do enjoy planning your big day. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Wedding Guest Extraordinaire podcast with me, Sarah Southern. I do hope everybody is well. This week on the podcast, I am joined by Naomi Paxton, who is a pal of mine and I'm delighted to say will be performing as her, I was going to say alter ego, but I don't think that's quite the right term, as her character, Ada Camp, who's this wonderful variety artist at my Royal Wedding Comedy Show at the Bill Murray in Angel on Saturday, the 12th of May. I do hope you've got your tickets bought. Uh, Ada Camp, which is Naomi, recently won the New Act of the Year Award, which is a great accolade. Um, So I met with her this week uh, to have a chat about her wedding, which took place in 2016. Now, we recorded, uh, not in my usual podcasting studio of my living room, but we were at the RSA on the Strand, tucked away in a little corner, and there was actually a wine-tasting event going on downstairs. So if you can hear a bit of chatter in the background, that's just other people having fun. Um, But I'm going to dive straight in, because I did really enjoy my chat, so I hope you enjoy it too. Hi Naomi, how are you? I'm well, thank you. How are you? Really good. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I'm very excited. Good, good, good. Uh, now, I think we should just jump straight in and I'd love to know how your engagement came about to your beautiful wife. Oh, um, well, we had uh, fallen pretty quickly for each other um, and we'd sort of talked about it about a year after we got together, which felt very sort of awkward and sudden and a bit like betraying confidences, but also completely right at the first time. And and then on my birthday in, um, in 2012, she'd been on tour. She was in Sister at the Musical. And uh, she came back, uh, for, I think, for a couple of days and for my birthday and took me out. And then um, we got onto Westminster Bridge. Uh, not Westminster Bridge, um, Hungerford Bridge. And uh, she proposed. And it was amazing. And then um, it was really beautiful. And then we went on a carousel. Uh, and we just, ha- I love carousels, and we just happened to be the only two people on it, which felt magic on the South Bank. And then um, she took me to the Savoy uh, for cocktails and for dinner, because I love the Savoy. And she told the Savoy uh, that we just got engaged, and uh, so that was all that. And she apparently she'd been really nervous and had been planning it with the, all the girls in the dressing room and sister. Um, so even though I thought it might happen, I didn't know what was going to happen. And it was just, it was just magic, her doing it, just... It, it, on a bridge in the middle of London where we both absolutely love to be uh, and then the carousel and the Savoy it was kind of pretty perfect that's an amazing engagement <laughs> like if you're thinking of enge- get, proposing to anyone soon that is that is one to copy for it was sure. really lovely yeah and you'd only been going about two years two years at that yeah. point so it is quite rapid isn't it yeah but we weren't yeah, but when 21 you, when you know you know yeah so you get engaged how long do you then wait until you get <laughs> The wedding day. Now, I think it might have been a bit of a pause with a laughter like that. It was. Well, only because we were both working. Um, We need to find a time when we could do it. Um, So we actually ended up, I think it was four years after that. But that wasn't intentional. It was just the time was ever right. We were both working in different places or being both kind of freelance bods. um, We didn't know when the next proper block of time would be that you go, actually, this is what's going to happen. We're blocking off this entire time. Uh, So it ended up, we didn't get married until 2016. 
Okay, so that's quite quite a little period of time. So in that time that you were planning the, the wedding, did you have like a strong idea in your mind as to what kind of day you wanted to have? Um, at the time, we were living down in Surrey um, with my folks in what used to be a plant nursery, and there was lots of land, and uh, Kate loves land and loves the countryside. So we kind of wanted to do uh, something that was quite relaxed and chilled out. Um, and we did have some ideas initially. We thought we might get married at Smallhithe, which is the, um, the barn theatre, Ellen Terry's house, but then they didn't really have enough seats and we didn't want to have to do a matinee and an evening performance. <laughs> That's so West End, isn't I know, it? I know. That is so West End. Everyone's got, we're so old now, everyone's got children, they yeah. take up the precious bum room. Yeah, so, absolutely. Uh, so it's like, where can we do this that actually allows us to have a nice time? So countryside was important, and um, having a relaxed sense. I think we both can uh, know how to put on a show, but I didn't want to have to work front of house at my own wedding, and I didn't want to have to worry about the guest experience. I just wanted people to come and enjoy it and relax and chill out. So I think kind of at home was a really lovely place. And I guess, did you want to kind of get your personalities into the day? Because you are both theatrical types. You're both performers. Like, did you want that to be reflected within the day? It's well, sort of yes and no. I didn't really want to be on show. Again, because when you're a performer, I think... I didn't want to go into that mode. I didn't want to be performing getting married. Yeah. I didn't want to be thinking about the audience. I didn't want to have to worry about being funny. or I wanted that to be wanted us to have a moment and I wanted us to enjoy it and I thought I don't want to I don't want us to be on for this I want us to be genuinely there and so it was trying to work out how that could work best how could we share this best that didn't feel like it was a performance um uh or didn't feel like we had to do something a particular way so talk me through, because I think you had two ceremonies, is that right? Yes. So we had a kind of the secret squirrel legal thing. Yeah. Um, and that was at Camden Town Hall, which was Beautiful. really lovely. And that was literally with um, our immediate folks, so kind of parents and siblings. And then we went to uh, lunch at the Ivy Club afterwards. Oh, beautiful. Which was very civilised. Um, and then uh, we had our... We didn't really tell anybody about that one because that was just the legal thing. Um, and then we had our kind of big celebration day, um, which was amazing, where we had just everybody over and we kind of emceed it ourselves. So we <laughs> introduced it. We had various friends come and say nice things. We had a brilliant kind of band come and sing. We had a carousel. We hired a Victorian carousel. Oh, my word. That is amazing. Which was stunning. So that was there for the day. And people just came and and uh, our friends did turns so obviously we've got lots of former friends who so said if you want to come and do a turn do a turn so we had some songs and we had uh, some comics did a bit of stand up and, and just had a really chilled out day so the, the two days was great and I'm really glad that we didn't try and combine them because it was sort of two separate occasions then the family I think the immediate family felt that they'd had that moment with us and then our friends we could genuinely enjoy it I think it's becoming a more and more common thing and in fact a lot of people who I've interviewed on the podcast have done this where they've had a day that is perhaps just immediate family and if they are having bridesmaids or whatever is you know just on that registry office day as it were and then they have a much bigger celebration where they often have an, an outside ceremony and do lots of different things it's really quite common now for people to have the, the double as it were yeah. I think it's very nice I think the, the ritual of the the registry office um obviously it was important to well kate's uh, father you know that he should give her away there were a lot of those kind of the as, as proud feminists we find some of the, the patriarchal elements of it really problematic obviously marriage is problematic um but they i kind of didn't again i didn't want to do that i didn't want to make 
you know, that part of the whole day. So by doing the registry office and by keeping it very small, we got to honour those things. So my great uncle sort of, in inverted commas, gave me away or walked me up the impromptu aisle. Mm. Um, and uh, Kate's father did that to her as well. And so it had a formality that I felt kind of honoured the older generation. Um, but then uh, when we were in... Um, in public in front of our friends, we were very much in charge of it. Now, I suppose one could see that as being sort of sneaking away, but actually that felt like something that that fulfilled both sides of us without having to uh, make anybody feel unhappy or hurt. Well, the feminism aspect, I've been wanting to talk about this with someone who has got the knowledge, which you <laughs> firmly do, uh, for a long time, because I think that marriage and weddings is the least feminist thing hmm. going in that you wait for some... Well, as a woman, in a... Tra- I don't want to say traditional relationship. Straight. I don't want to be in a straight relationship. <laughs> yeah, let me, get, let me get my terminology right. In a um, male-female relationship, you wait for the man to ask you. Right. That's insane. Why would you wait for someone to make... To. Okay, okay. You don't have to. We're getting tropes of traditional. Yeah. Right. You know, look, look at the majority of what sure. people in that, that relationship situation do. It's quite. I can only think of one of my friends who's proposed to her husband. Uh, okay. And that was on the 29th of February, <laughs> about a decade ago. But most women wait for their boyfriend to propose. That's insane. Why would you wait for someone to make the biggest decision of your life? Mm-hmm. You then do these weird things, like you wear a white dress to prove that you're a virgin. That's insane. Your father gives you away, but your mother doesn't. And then all of the speeches. I still go to weddings now where you don't hear a single female voice. And it it just confuses me the way we talk about bridesmaids. We go, oh, well done to the bridesmaids for looking beautiful. We give all this praise to the best man who's often done nothing and ruined the day by giving a terrible speech. I, I just, it really conflicts with me because I love weddings and I enjoy watching people being in love. But there are times I'm at weddings, I'm like, what are you all doing? This is insane. You're completely contradicting who you are as women. Yeah. Well, I used to be in a harp and flute duet. Mm-hmm. I used to be the harpist. Oh, harp really? Oh, my God, you'll have been to so many weddings I've played <laughs> at a lot of weddings. I've played during the signing of the register in loads of churches, and I've also played at lots of receptions in sort of big hotels here, there, and everywhere. And I, so I was really familiar with those... Really, with, with the, just the body language around them, you know, it's people you don't know. You're not involved with them, so you're just kind of looking at them more and looking at the guests and looking at people, how people are interacting. And I, yeah, I do think it's it's tricky. The reason that we did it, and there are lots of reasons why people don't want to do it, and that's fine. I think is because of the legal responsibility um, of uh, being next of kin and us being sort of formally attached. So if something happens to her, or something, you know, that we can be in the room with each other. Um, so that was very much the reason for doing it. Um, we had both our mothers sign the registry, sign the certificate for us, and we've actually uh, formally changed our names, uh, our surname, to um, be a mashup of our grandmother's forenames um, to kind of continue that sort of matriarchal line, to honour that line. So our new uh, surname is made up of our gra- our, both our, our grandmother's um, first names. And I suppose that, that feels like something that we are doing. But I suppose for me it was more about pragmatic, living within this society, actually... For us to be living together, to be legally responsible for each other and, and all the things that go with that, uh, this was the best way to make that happen. Yeah, and I don't have a problem with people getting married or marriage. I think it's a great thing. I just think now, in 2018, people can do what they want. 
You know, if you want your mum to walk you down the aisle or you want both your parents to walk you down the aisle or if I were to be married, although, gosh, I hope my dad doesn't listen to this, <laughs> I would walk myself down the aisle. Well, exactly. Like, I'm old enough. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I can understand if you're 20 yeah. in decades gone by yeah. where you literally are being given away because they're probably thinking, at last, <laughs> she'll leave the home. Yeah. Whereas now I just think life's moved on a little I bit. I think often people get married when they're, a bit, like, when they're younger as well and maybe people don't have the feel that they can go against the wishes I suppose the, the kind of the, the pressure from different families on people to have a happy day and people to recreate things and mm. things to go feel that they fit within a pattern is, is hugely important so it's more a kind of a systemic uh, sort of every, everyday sexism around what should be done which we can see in reflected prices and everything else. One of the lovely things about gay wedding fairs and we went to quite a few gay wedding fairs um, was that that's kind of out the window in a way although it's creeping in more and more now um, but actually you get to choose more. No one is, no one is the, uh, the man you know or the woman in the relationship. You, you, you get to have a, a be a bit more playful with your uh, with ideas around your day just by default and then if you are sort of pastiching uh, traditional as you might say or kind of heteronormative uh, tropes of weddings then you're very aware that that's being done knowingly and, and that's that's not something that you've done unthinkingly yeah uh, listeners will remember from episode two when i spoke with my best friend elliot who married tom in 2016 and it was quite interesting when they were making decisions about certain things you know, uh, whether they were going to get married nearer uh, Elliot's family or Tom's family, and they ended up getting married nearer Tom's family and kind of the, the complications that then arises and kind of Elliot being like, well, you know, if I was just marrying a girl, it would be a lot easier. <laughs> These decisions would just be made without, you know, your, your opinion, but because it's two men, you yeah. kind of have to battle it out, as it were. As yeah, to, of course, yeah, dominance. Yeah, really, really interesting. Well, what I think I loved at our wedding was the... Um, in fact, there were so many children there, and that we walked up the. Well, when we had our wedding in the, in, in the garden, we walked up with both of our best friends and and their children. Oh, that's um, beautiful. So there were just like four four women walking together with these two two children, us holding our flowers, and and it was. Uh, I just was. Um, I thought for these children, this is amazing. This is a normal thing that they're doing. This is part of. And I was there, you know. Um, Advocating for uh, equal marriage outside um, outside Parliament, and when, when all that legislation happened, and I was there for that, and I just love the fact that there were children there who did, this was just part of their growing up, and that I, I said that in the in the day that just uh, you know to to know that we're standing on the shoulders of people who have campaigned for this and how this seemed like an impossible dream, and even ten years ago I would never have thought I could get married. Um, so I think it's it's beginning to change slowly, and the more people do it, and the more young children see it, and then grow up and, and enter into that world, maybe we'll see some of these other. Things Things, um, fall away or, or become more uh, become more uh, knowingly interrogated. Oh, absolutely agree. And I think it's happened very rapidly. You know, I, I think when the legislation was being discussed, you would come across the odd person who was against it. Whereas now, I don't think anybody would voice those opinions because they know that they would be shot down by all. Yeah, and maybe we live in a sort of London bubble. I don't know. Maybe that's not the case. But and I know there are still some some public. You know, there are some issues around, uh, you know, for example, trans people who have mm -hmm. different identification, and that's not equal. So there are still some yeah, ways there, to go. There's always going to be more hurdles to get over, yeah. and it's a case of continually but certainly striving that, that for that. But that part of societal change has moved forward yeah, enormously. Definitely. And I'm amazed by that and thrilled, obviously. Yeah, it's wonderful. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you some uh, very key questions. Okay. Such as, how did you pick your dress? Well, my mother was terrified. I think I'd, I'd love this. I love the image of this. So she must have Googled. 
there's been weddings oh, and seen lots of <laughs> pictures of, of women in three-piece suits, basically, with sort of very short, thin haircuts. I do have short hair, but my wife doesn't. Um, and so she said, you just tell me, Naomi, you're not going to wear a white trouser suit, which, of course, made me want to instantly wear, wear a white trouser suit. And I was wondering if I could get away with having a dress, but having a kind of uh, full Monty-style white trouser suit. Yeah, and then whipping Whip it off with the Velcro <laughs> just to see... Anyway, so we didn't. Um, I don't know. I, we toyed with different ideas, had looked at different colours. I didn't particularly... I just wanted to feel comfortable. Um, Kate ended up getting a dress, a wedding dress from Monsoon, a white dress. She looked absolutely stunning in it. And she had some shoes from a regular choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have ones with kind of a bride and groom heel, but they oh, had one wonderful. with two brides as wonderful. the heel. So she had two bride heels. And then I got a dress. It's... I can't remember the name, but um, there's... A kind of bridesmaid's dress that you can wear in almost any way. Oh, so it's like a, wrap. Like a, a tie, but at the top, so you could have it on a halter neck, yeah. but you could tie it so that it's like a bandeau dress, yeah, but you thing. could have it one shoulder. Sort of yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. So I thought that would be good because it's quite voluminous. Mm-hmm. Um, so we went to try try a few on, and they looked quite good on me, but they didn't look good on Kate, and that was fine. And the, um, so I ended up getting, but I couldn't find one the colour. I ended up getting mine off eBay. Wonderful. <laughs> and uh, bought some very posh shoes to go with it. And did you buy the dresses together, or was it a secret until the day? Oh, no, we bought them together. Yeah, Yeah, we bought them together, because we both wanted to feel comfortable. I mean, if she'd wanted to do a secret, that would have been fine, and you'd trust her judgment. She's a grown woman, you know. (laughs) But I think think we wanted to plan it together in order that we could really enjoy that process. and, And I wanted... She's very... She's much better at details than me. She's really good at making things pretty and thinking about details. And I'm much more kind of slapdash and, ah, let's all, you know, come as lizards or something. You know, <laughs> I'm much more likely to do something that's very slapdash and fun. But she, she kind of sees things through in a more sort of linear, thoughtful fashion. And so actually it was a, a treat to, uh, to plan it with her because even though I find it frustrating at times, um, she took such care that it, it really made me invest more in the day. Oh, beautiful. And did you have bridesmaids or su- supporting men or, or anything no, like that? No, we had, so we had our best women. Mm-hmm. So we had my best friend and then we had her best friend and then we had our best children. So oh, <laughs> they're both our godchildren, actually. Um, so, but that was it. And all they did really was walk us up the aisle. Oh, and then the, yeah, no, they, they kind of walked us up the, through the grass <laughs> um, <laughs> together. And that was it. Partly because I was thinking, A, we're not doing the trad thing and B, oh, can open worms everywhere in terms of how many people, who are you leaving out? You know, I quite wanted my little sister, who's ten years younger than me, and a dancer and an aerialist to be up a tree dressed as a squirrel. See, Amazing. these are the ideas that yeah, I yeah. have, Just which obviously like, totally off the chain, yeah. which I thought would have been really funny. And of course, if I'd said you have to do this on wedding day, she would have done it. But that was not allowed, apparently. Um, so I wanted a squirrel up a tree. Yeah. Uh, but we ended up having best women and our best godchildren. And did they help you with the planning of the day? Uh, no, because uh, they're very busy women with children. Um, Abby uh, made the cake, which was phenomenal. Um, But no, really, it was me and Kate that did most of the day. We had uh, the women from the local church uh, came and be our wedding angels and helped kind of sort out all the food and open all the booths and all that kind of jazz, uh, which was amazing. Um, But no, we had a lot of lead time, and we also wanted it to be very chilled out. So it was friends and family mostly, but in, in quite a relaxed way. So are you a religious as a couple? I do attend church. No, no I did, because it was where my folks lived. Ah, okay. I'd gone there. I mean, I was. I'm a born-again, died-again Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I used to kind of run Sunday school, and then was very, we were very there. Um, so a lot of those women who came and helped 
you know, I'd known from childhood. I thought it was quite sweet that they had come along because part of the reason, one of the catalysts, I think, for me leaving the church was that, the kind of burgeoning sense that something might, I might be a little bit left at the traffic lights <laughs> <laughs> and not being able to reconcile that um, and other things, obviously. Um, but actually, it turned out to be brilliant because uh, our wedding angels are fantastic women. And uh, Pete, who is the husband of one of the uh, wedding angels, um, used to be a BBC... Uh, sound man and he ended up bringing all loads of sound equipment and setting it all up for the entire day oh, so that the band could be heard and our speeches could be heard and, and out in the open air crystal clear so it was phenomenal and what kind of food did you have on the day well it was Marks and Spencer's wonderful food because my friend's boyfriend works at Marks and Spencer's oh, brilliant. and said you can get 50% discount on all, on all the food I wish more people would do this yeah because it, it genuinely gives me anxiety that people spend too much on their wedding that oh. they can't afford. So if you've got a pal who can get you a discount and it's M&S catered food, brilliant. Well, it was nice. I and love those sandwiches. Also, <laughs> I was like, do you know what? It's, these are our friends. You know, so everyone bring a bottle, you know, come on down and there's food. But we, I very much, I, I, having worked at a lot of, you know, mm. I, was like, I don't want this to be some formal thing. I don't want, eat what you like, bring food, don't bring food, order a pizza. Just, you know, these are our friends and our family. We, I don't have to, I don't have to have a customer service experience in front of them. Um, so we ordered shed loads of food, loads of food. Uh, the wedding angels put it out. I, um, I, I had an idea about what to do with the cheese which was very exciting. And then uh, Abby made the cake, and then we had bathtubs in the garden just full of booze. Okay. Ridiculous amounts of booze. So it was a very much kind of help-yourself, moochy day. And then gluten-free, got some gluten-free wedding cake for some friends who didn't turn up. And uh, <laughs> uh, we had a gluten-free... And, and a I thought that you still remember that, Lily, two years on. <sighs> Not bitter that, at yeah, all. That's made you cross. no one it? wanted the gluten-free wedding cake. <laughs> no one wants gluten-free anything, for goodness, goodness sake. sake. So we had, and of course, we're lesbians, so we had the vegan sort of table, the vegetarian <laughs> table, the the gluten-free table uh, and everything labelled beautifully so yeah <laughs> what, did you, what did you do with the cheese though? well so my, a lot of my ideas were I admit this quite silly quite frivolous <laughs> quite spare at the moment um, but I remember I must have worn cake down because I remember one night I went oh, we should have a cheese baboon a cheese baboon right, right. and okay. she went she, no 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 this is it because I said that I said oh we should have a cheese baboon throwing it out there because I think the words had occurred to me in some sort of word disassociation moment and she went oh fine and I was like oh, really <laughs> yeah that's fine oh okay right we're having a cheese baboon so so I then had to formulate what I meant by cheese baboon and come up with some ideas about what that might mean at one point her nieces and nephews were all going to come dressed as baboons which I thought would have been excellent and uh I would have been very happy with. I genuinely just wanted people to have a nice time. And if that meant the kids dressing as baboons, more the merrier, to be honest. Let's just chill out. A few baboons. <laughs> Fake baboons never hurt anyone. Not real baboons. Um, so I set about trying to make a cheese, cheese baboon. Do you want the story of the cheese baboon? I do. All right. Okay. Okay. So, ha. First of all, wedding companies, cheese wedding companies, who go, we can make anything. Actually, no, you just stack different cheeses on top of each other. I did a lot of, a lot of enthusiastic cold calling of, uh, we'll do anything, cheese wedding companies, who were not up for doing a cheese baboon, uh, thought that might not work at all, and weren't even up for entertaining the idea of it. It was a joyless, a joyless few days. And then I, then I phoned, I did find someone, a woman who could carve a baboon out of cheddar, but that wasn't really... Hang on, she could carve a baboon out of cheddar yes is she a cheese carver as her job i hope so 
<laughs> that is incredible. <laughs> or it's a brilliant hobby. So there's that. But then vegan vegetarianism, you know, we can't all have cheddar, can we? We need like sheep's cheese and goat's cheese and, you know, different cheeses for the room of people. So, <laughs> so but then I phoned Neil's Yard Dairy uh, and went, cheese for me. Funny question for you. And they went, oh, we might have someone who would be really into that. Uh, and I made an appointment to go and see them. And I met, went and put in Borough Market to see this woman. I went in and she was like, oh, yes, wonderful. Um, I've been thinking about this. And then, she, and then it was all, that was the awful part. She took me through to the computer. She'd been having a think about different things. And she went, gosh, so did you meet when you were working with baboons? <laughs> and I had to tell her that it was just a stupid thing that I'd said. Oh, no, like, I just have crazy ideas in my mind. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's a very special baboon to you when you were a child. It was like, no, there's no reason for this. It made me feel like such a moron. There's no reason for this it's just a thing and I've been allowed it so I'm bloody doing it so she She's can turn down all the other silly ideas <laughs> I'm running with this one <laughs> um, and yeah so she came up with the idea of the cheese baboon it was amazing it's near our dairy so it's super expensive <laughs> so it's like I literally can't afford we've just bought we've just hired a carousel that's the big expense yeah. of the wedding um but anyway came up with ideas and then on the day um I, I made the cheese baboon while being watched by some children in our kitchen um who were really disappointed as so they should have been because I I borrowed a basically it was a massive stilton and then like a long sheep's cheese log no goat's cheese log thing for the nose olives for the nostrils and then olives for the eyes and then it was supposed to be candy floss hair and I bought loads of like brown food colouring to make the candy floss hair and borrowed a candy floss machine which didn't really work so in the end of I using like uncooked tagliatelle <laughs> for like the hair with <laughs> with bits of hundreds and thousands in anyway the children were disappointed everyone was a bit like that's crap maybe um, and I was like I know I know it's crap but I did try and it's amused me. And there were loads of different varieties of cheeses because the ears, ears were different cheeses. The nose was a different cheese. <laughs> the face was a different cheese. Uh, so yeah, cheese baboon. So I did that. Well, I think you will be inspiring many. Yeah, all these cheese companies. <laughs> we do now. Nah. I do find it really interesting now, though, how a lot of people, instead of having wedding cake, have cheese stacks of cheese. Cake. I think it's quite quite cool because nobody eats the cake at a wedding. No. Nah. Especially not the gluten-free wedding cake. Nobody's eating gluten-free. No one. I just don't understand why people are <laughs> pretending it's a thing. People ate the cheese baboon, although we had much of Stilton left. Everyone left with, like, a handful of Stilton. <laughs> just put that in your handbag, please. Yeah. Yeah. But all, the, all the, the cheese baboon's nose and ears went like that. So, um, <laughs> after you've had your cheese baboon, was yep. that then dancing? There was a bit of dancing. We spent weeks before the wedding uh, doing up um, a very elderly greenhouse that was in the garden. Um, and we do that on Sunday, so we were paint- we sanded it all down, we painted it. Sorry, that's just my alarm. Sorry. But I haven't worked out how to switch off on my watch yet. Apologies Sorry. for that. <laughs> uh, so we sand- it was an enormous greenhouse that used to be a nursery, so we sanded it all down, painted it, even the floor out, put flags, everything's down, flags down, made this huge thing. So we didn't really do dancing, but as I said, we did do turns. So we played some music. My friend sang a musical song, other people sang. Um, and there was music kind of going on. Uh, and the, the evening ended in the greenhouse with a mate of mine playing uh, guitar and kind of singing along and, and stuff. We had music for the ceremony. Um, some absolutely brilliant, brilliant women, um, one of whom Kate had been on tour with called Songbird Sessions, and they came and sang for us, which was phenomenal. But no, there wasn't really a disco part uh, I love to throw some shapes, but by that time in the evening, I was just happy to throw shapes, you know, regardless. Yeah, to silence. 
to the sound of people applauding the cheese baboon. And also the carousel was playing music, of course. So the carousel was going on off. So how did you go about hiring a vintage carousel? It's amazing. It was beautiful. Again, you, kind of mad idea, because we got engaged on and then we went on the carousel. Yeah. And then it was like, oh, my mum loves carousels. And so actually sod it let's just find out what it would be and it was mostly about turning circles and if the van could get in and around and um so we we they hired it we hired it and then they came and it took it took them like four days to set it up it's a victorian carousel they were so lovely and we had a, such a lovely time with the carousel people i had do you want to hear a carousel secret absolutely when we got back from our reg- registry office ceremony and we were walking up the driveway in our wedding dresses the carousel had arrived and they were unpacking things and all the horses were all lined up on the drive and they were all in sports socks in sports socks they put them in oh, sports bless. socks on their feet so obviously they don't bash the ho- their little hooves on everything and they looked so cute in all these socks carols oh, it was beautiful so they were there for about four days we all became bestest everest friends and uh, had a lovely time. The carousel was amazing. The night before our wedding ceremony, we took a bottle of Prosecco and went and sat in the carousel in the middle of the night. I then got very freaked out because it was lovely. But then you look back and the horses are putting these kind of <laughs> like Doctor Who faces it and you're like, oh no, what? Um, but the music of that was gorgeous because a lot of the older people really loved it. The, the kids really enjoyed it. Everyone thought it was lovely. Great photo opportunities for everybody. And that music was going on all afternoon. So there was, there was kind of music around. It was very much the sort of festivaly afternoon atmosphere we had cushions all over the floor um, a couple of marquees and uh, some chairs, seating areas for different people, a kind of baby gazebo area where people could feed their babies and then we had a sofa uh, in a little shed and uh, some places people could sit down and have tea, so we just had sort of different zones for people to engage with the afternoon. It sounds to me like you had this amazing day but you put your energy and indeed your finances to the things you really wanted yeah so your view of the food was people will eat yeah. and we can get a, a brilliant bargain I mean, from it's m&s well, still, still good you yeah. know it's not aldi uh, and then you were like actually i want to have a carousel therefore yeah. i'm going to put my energy into getting my carousel into getting my cheese baboon Jeez. and all of those things and i think that's really really wonderful i think sometimes when people are planning their wedding they go off on what they think other people might expect or what other people might want. Yeah. Whereas actually, if you want a carousel, if you want a cheese baboon, which, you know, maybe not everybody <laughs> would, do it. Because, yes, you can buy your dress on eBay. Yeah, you can get yeah. food that is going to be of a really high quality but yeah. not break the bank. Yeah. But actually, what are people going to remember of that day? It's going to be that beautiful Victorian carousel, isn't it? I think it? people thought, what, what you've heard is that people just had a lovely time. Their kids were kind of welcome. If people wanted to go on walks, they could. They sat down. Yeah, it was all outside. It was really nice. We, there was no formal anything. So after this, we handed out glasses of champagne and then people could just help themselves to stuff. And so we just kind of took the big high heels off, put flip-flops on and just chatted to everybody. And apart from the moment when we had to disappear off with our wedding photographers to have some sort of embarrassingly posed pictures, um, which were then brilliantly photoshopped. I mean, they're properly funny and very smooth skin. Um, uh, we just had the, the jolliest afternoon. And I think there was no sense of structure after the initial bit, this kind of speechifying bit, which was all our friends, and that we were running, literally up to the mics going, hello, we did a bit of exchange of rings. Then it was just like, yay, chill out, go on the carousel, have a lovely time, do a turn if you want to, stay, go, you know, do what you like. And so that's what I wanted. I wanted it to be relaxed. I wanted it to be about people feeling they could do what they want, appear, disappear, make new friends, go for a walk, chat, you know, just have 
then we had kind of games and you know you could do whatever you liked and that felt so nice and so free um and of course you never get to chat to everybody and it all goes away in a flash but i actually talked to you uh, kate last night before coming here and i said what would you what would you do again like what would you do better or what would be changed and she went no nothing i'd just do it all again and i kind of feel exactly the same way you're right we kind of prioritized uh, spending time with friends um the carousel which was magic and um and just trying to have a relaxed time and that made me really happy well i think that's a perfect place to leave it if your wedding day made you that happy then what more <laughs> could you ask for oh. but thank you so much for coming to chat to me i've loved hearing about your day thank you so much many thanks take care bye so there we have it. That was Naomi's wedding. I really hope you enjoyed listening to that. I certainly loved talking to her about it. I think what's wonderful about listening to somebody who is very creative and exists in a very theatrical place is that when they are planning their wedding, they do come up with bonkers ideas like a che- cheese baboon, <laughs> which I'm still giggling about a few days later, but still having like, you know, that, the wife that's very detailed orientated and then the wife who wants to do all these bonkers things and kind of making decisions of, right, let's spend a big chunk of our money on a beautiful Victorian carousel because that'll make us really happy and let's just not worry about the food let's just get decent stuff from marks and sparks where we know we can get a good deal like focus your money on where you're going to get the most enjoyment and what best represents you as a couple and what you know your guests are going to really enjoy let's be realistic how many weddings have you gone to that you've actually thought the food was really stellar but how many weddings have you been to where there's been a victorian carousel i mean how exciting would that be and i love the way they allowed their friends to kind of do all of these different turns and performances throughout the day like just what a what a wonderful way to celebrate your relationship and i think having those two um ceremonies which actually you know quite a few of our guests on the podcast now have had multiple ceremonies where you kind of she said you know get the traditions and the formalities and the opportunity for people who feel as though they've got a stake in the day they get their moment too as weddings aren't just about the couple they are about friends and family as well but no i did really really enjoy um speaking to naomi about her day and i was really tempted to ask her about ada camp's wedding and her marriages, as I'm sure there are many. Um, Ada Camp is perhaps one of my most favourite comedy characters. She's this wonderfully bonkers music hall act or variety act, and I feel as though she was probably born in the 1800s and is, you know, has seen it all, probably performed at Wilton's Music Hall during the war and things like that. And I'm so pleased that uh, the award-winning Ada Camp will be performing at the Royal Wedding a comedy show that I'm hosting on Saturday the 12th of May at the Bill Murray in Angel. Tickets are £5 and can be bought from angelcomedy.co.uk. Last week's guest, Sindhu V, is also on the bill, as is the guest from two weeks ago, Harriet Kemsley. So they're three great comics. So I do hope that you're going to come along. And also, it'd be really nice to meet some of the listeners. So come, be wonderful to see you. Do follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at Wedding Guest Pod. If you have any suggestions for future episodes or any topics you'd like me to cover that you're worried about whilst organising your wedding, just drop me an email, sarah at weddingguestextraordinaire.com. Do have a look on the website, weddingguestextraordinaire.com also. Uh, do f- rate, review, subscribe. 
allegedly it helps other people find us, but I, I don't know what the, the algorithm is for that. But thank you for listening in. Um, I'm Sarah Southern, your wedding guest extraordinaire. Do take care. <laughs>